Hello everyone. Welcome back to another podcast. Today I'll be speaking on being careful of those who are perverting the grace of God. And this is not a brand new revelation, but this is something that has been going on for quite some time now within the body of Christ. The Bible speaks about this and how this has been going on for years, even during the time when Jude wrote this letter, probably written between 40 and 80 AD. And it's very important that we be made aware through the scriptures so we will not be deceived as Jude wrote in his letter. Now I'd like to start with Jude, the first chapter, beginning with verse 3. And again, the letter of Jude was written by Jude, who was an apostle and servant of Jesus Christ, and also the brother of James. It says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For some godless people have slipped in unnoticed among us, persons who distort the message about the grace of our God in order to excuse their immoral ways, and who reject Jesus Christ, our only Master and Lord, These ungodly people pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and have denied Jesus. Now, who are these people Jude is talking about? He is talking about people who have crept in unnoticed, just as if they were sneaking in by a side door. They are ungodly persons whose condemnation was predicted long ago. For they distort the grace of our God into self-indulgence, moral and cultural decline by excessive immoral luxury and pleasures. They see it as an opportunity to do whatever they want, and they deny and disown Jesus in how they live and in what they say and do. Now, Jude went on to say, starting in verse 5, So I want to remind you, Though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt, but later he destroyed those who did not remain faithful. And I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belong. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and served as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. In the same way, these people who claim authority from their dreams live immoral lives. They defy authority and they scoff at supernatural beings. But even Michael, the archangel, 
one of the mightiest of the angels. He did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but he simply said, the Lord rebuke you. This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil about Moses' body. But these people, they scoff at things they do not understand. Like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them. And so they bring about their own destruction. What sorrow awaits them? For they follow in the footsteps of Cain, who killed his brother, like Balaam. They deceive people for money, and like Korah, they perish in their rebellion. When these people eat with you in your fellowship meals, commemorating the Lord's love, they're like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. They're like shameless shepherds who care only for themselves. They're like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain. They're like trees in autumn that are doubly dead, for they bear no fruit and have been pulled up by the roots. They're like wild waves of the sea, churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. They're like wandering stars, doomed forever to blackest darkness. Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done and for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These people are grumblers, they're complainers, living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves and they flatter others to get what they want. That's Jude, the first chapter, verse 5 through 16. So, this letter written by Jude was not only written for the Christians during his time on earth, but this same letter was written for Christians today. God, through Jude, is calling us to remain faithful to Jesus. God, through Jude, is not only warning us, but is helping us to be able to identify these scoffers, also known as false teachers, that was predicted by Jesus himself. Jesus cautioned several times that prior to his second coming, many false prophets and teachers shall rise and shall deceive many. That's Matthew 24, 11. Now, in today's church, how will you recognize them? Well, again, Jude said in his letter around verse 18, in the last days, there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. They will create divisions among you. That's one of the ways you will be able to recognize people who create constantly creating division. They will follow their natural instincts instead of being led and guided by the Holy Spirit because they do not have God's Spirit living in them. Second Peter, the second chapter says, they will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Many will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality. And because of these teachers, 
the way of truth will be slandered. In their greed, they will make up clever lies to get hold of your money. But God condemned them long ago, and their destruction will not be delayed. Their goal is to attract and to keep people coming back for more of their false teachings by teaching a false gospel that will not offend people. Romans 1 says, These scoffers or false teachers keep people from coming to Christ by hiding the truth about God. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead become utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. And that is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, they burned with lust for one another. Men did shameful things with other men. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They're backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand they break their promises, they're heartless, and they have no mercy. They know God's just, justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. Yet, they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. That's Romans 1, 21 through 32. So, this is why God revealed to Jude to encourage the readers of this letter those who are truly in Christ, those who are born again and filled with the precious Holy Spirit, he encourages us to remain faithful. Jude encourages us to build ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping ourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. He also said, rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to those who need mercy, but do so with great caution, 
hating the sins that contaminate their lives. That's Jude 1, 23. Now keep in mind, Christians do not hate people. Christians are to hate the sin that's destroying people's lives. We hate sin because God hates sin. And we love people because God loves people and doesn't want anyone to perish or to be destroyed. My encouragement for all of us is to stay in God's word. Be refreshed and filled with the Holy Spirit every day. Build yourselves up through prayer, worship, praise, and thank God daily for the life he's given you through Christ Jesus our Lord. Guard yourselves from the lies and deceptions of the enemy and from false teachings that because of grace, because of grace, you can do whatever you want, they say. Because of grace, you can do whatever you want, live however way you want, indulge in your flesh, and still go to heaven because of God's grace. Not so, my friend. Because of God's grace, God is still reaching out pleading for people to repent of their sins and to return to him while there's still time. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Or another way of putting it, certainly not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? You probably won't hear a message like this at church these days. And that's why you must get in the word for yourself. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. Nope. He is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. 2 Peter 3, 8 and 9. Now that's grace. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. You have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So I say to each of us today, stay focused. Stay with Christ. Stay in God's word. Be refreshed and filled with the Holy Spirit every day. Don't be tricked, duped, or deceived. But build yourselves up through prayer, worship, praise, and thank God daily for the life he's given you through Christ Jesus. May this message be a blessing to all who hear it. And may the convicting power of the Holy Spirit continue to flow in the areas of your life where you need to surrender to him. I pray blessings and peace. God's will be done. May he guide you along the best path for your life. In Jesus' precious, wonderful, mighty name. Amen.
Hi everybody, welcome back to another podcast. I have a very, very brief word to share. It won't take long. I'd like to ask a question. I started off with this question. Is Christ your firm foundation? Is he the rock on which you stand? And I'm talking about when everything around you is shaking. Are you still glad that he's your foundation? Are you praising him in the midst of your trials? Are you thanking him because he chose you to share in his sufferings? That at the right time, you will share in his glory. Are you still glad that he's your rock? Are you still glad that he's your joy in chaos? Do you know that he's your very present help in times of trouble? Are you confident enough in Jesus to the point that you put your whole faith in him because he will never let you down? He's faithful to his promises. He's faithful through generations and he will be faithful to the end. So why would he fail now? He won't. Jesus encourages us to build our life on him. He's our firm foundation. Everything else is like sinking sand. Jesus said in the word, Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses 24 through 27, he said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, And the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine, Jesus said, and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, And guess what? It fell with a crash. Again, that's Matthew 7, 24 through 27. So to make this a little more easier to understand, Jesus is saying some people listen to his message and they obey it. Those people are like a wise man who built his house on solid rock. Homes that are built on rock or concrete have a more stronger foundation. So when a storm comes with a lot of rain and wind, rain is symbolic and wind is symbolic of the storms of life. There will be times we will go through very difficult situations and circumstances in life. But Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. He said, I have overcome the world. That's John 16, 33. The rivers rising up high is symbolic of problems going from bad to worse. Have you ever had a bad situation that seemed as if it would never come to an end? And in the midst of that problem, things just became more chaotic stressful and frustrating strong winds blew hard against that house 
That house represents those of us who are in Christ. He's talking about us, you and I. But the house, you, did not fall down because you built your house on rock. And Jesus is that rock. Jesus is our solid, firm foundation. The scriptures go on to say, Others listen to his message, but they do not obey it. Those people are like a fool who built his house on sand. Now, sand is sinking. You ever go to the beach and dig your feet into the sand? It feels so good. But there's nothing underneath the sand that's solid. Your feet just kind of sink into the sand. So if you were to build a house using sand as a foundation, when the storm comes and the waters rise, that house will be washed away or it will crash. So when the strong winds blow hard against those who are not rooted in Christ, those who do not put their trust in him, those who never pick up their Bible and read them, guess what? That house or those persons, they'll fall apart. They'll throw in the towel. They'll quit or give up or run away. And then they miss out on the blessing that could have been theirs only if they had been building on their firm foundation with God's word. Jesus never told us that it would be easy and that we will never go through anything. But he did say, trust in him with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. The Bible also says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. That's Psalms 34, 19. This means those who have been made righteous through Jesus Christ may have troubles often, but the Lord saves us from them all. He saves us from every danger. So if you're going through a storm right now or any persecution or any difficulty or suffering for doing what is right and you're waiting on God to move on your behalf in your situation, he's going to do it. He wants you to trust him. He is faithful to his promises and he will reward you for trusting in him and being obedient. So don't worry. Don't be afraid. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good, if that is what God wants, than to suffer for doing wrong. That's 1 Peter 3, 16 and 17. So remember, Jesus will never let you down. He's faithful through every season. So why would he fail now? He won't. So I encourage you to stay strong in him. Build on your firm foundation with his word. Continue to pray and build yourself up in your most holy faith, trusting in him to bring you through every circumstance, every situation and remain at peace. He's going to do it. He wants you to believe that. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day in Jesus name. You are.